be good. All right, final hour of the radio program. Puck and Gas live from Jimmy's on first. Great crowd by the looks of the crowd in here at Jimmy's and the people that are walking down Occidental, including the uh, fifth member of ZZ Top who just rolled on by. It looks like it's going to be a great crowd today over at Safeco Field. This is the first day that I've been back on the radio that I really wish I wasn't back on the radio. because so you, you want to go? I, I love to coming to day yeah, games. Because yeah, yeah. and, and, for years and years I never went to day games because I had stuff to do. Sure. And, and day baseball is fun. You really feel like you're getting away with something. You know, you're, you're not going to the office and you're having cocktails before noon <laughs> and you're, you're doing all kinds of fun stuff. You're agitating the people. It's perfect. I, I, I think... I, I think old man winner just slipped me the check. He just literally just put the check like right on my elbow. Like, are you going to pick this up? You tried to steal. <laughs> I'll pick it up for you. You tried to steal a sandwich for Pete's sake. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, uh, Craig Gas, the uh, famous comedian, a Seattle sports fan extraordinary, joins us live here from Jimmy's on First. Uh, Craig's got a couple of shows uh, this week here in Seattle, Only, and he joins uh, us right tonight and oh, tomorrow. Oh, tonight and tomorrow. One the, show tonight and two tomorrow, and I'm just doing... Laughs Comedy Club, right? Laughs Comedy Club, uh, The Old Giggles. Yes. Uh, which is... That went uh, into Jiggles. Can, can was jiggles, into jiggles. Went into Jiggles. Back to Giggles. <laughs> Back to giggles. May I ask something before you talk about these shows? Sure. There are only nine names used by comedy clubs around the world. And they, just, they just rotate them through. Chuckles. Right? Chuckles. G- giggles. The, the brick wall. Uh, giggles. You know, there's, there's... It's like sports radio shows. Yeah, right. I, the I, sports I, animal. I, hot yeah. talk. One of the craziest things that's ever happened to me in stand-up comedy in Florida... A guy brought a gun into the show. Okay, not crazy yet. Okay. Uh, and uh, and was upset that someone at his table had told him to shut up. So he went and got a gun, and then he sh- he flashed the gun to the bouncer and said, uh, I'm just letting you know, if I see the guy that's sitting at my table, I have this on me. And the bouncer picked up the phone and pushed 911. Hello? Uh, I have a gentleman here with a gun. And, uh, You're on stage? I'm on stage. I don't know about this while I'm on stage. I get off stage. The manager says, listen, we've got to stay in the kitchen. Uh, we're telling the audience to stay in the lobby <laughs> oh. because there's a man with a gun in the parking lot of Uncle Funnies. That was the best <laughs> part of his story. <laughs> Uncle Funnies. Man in a gun with a man Uncle with Funnies. Man with a gun walking around the parking lot of Uncle Funnies. Oh, jeez. Can, yeah. you can you hear the 911 operator? Yeah. Hey, is this Uncle Funnies? <laughs> We're sick of you guys in this crap. We're not sending anybody over there. Stop making fun of what we do over here. Lots of problems at Uncle Funnies. Uh, Craig Gass again joining us here. Lunch with listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. So it's the Laughs Comedy Club. It's Thursday and Friday. I'm doing new material. $20 just... uh, the, is the show, and it's right over there. It's the old, for people, it's the old uh, giggles, but I always went to Jiggles. Yep. Did you really? Did you yeah, to Jiggles? I went to Jiggles. Yeah. Of course. I never. I would love to have seen it when, when it was Jiggles, but I. Uh, I'm just going to do some new material, okay. some storytelling. I talk about my love of the Seahawks on stage, which usually gets me booed in all over the country outside of the Pacific Northwest. Uh, when I perform in the Bay Area, they throw stuff at me. Um, <laughs> And uh, but I don't know who's playing for the Seahawks anymore, so I have to like work on some new stuff and and do some. There's a lot of stuff I've been working on that I want to just try out on stage. So, how fun is that, or how intimidating is that when you got the new fun. stuff? It's fun for me. Uh, I just you know that's why we're having it at a, at a cheap ticket price tonight and tomorrow night. And uh, uh, it's it's fun because there's some stuff I know is going to work. There's some stuff that I feel like oh this is so out there that I really have to explain it. Uh, there's some experiences I've had in life that just sound. Um, a little uncomfortable that I, I just got to figure out how to do it on stage. And then you go up, you turn your phone on the voice memo, push record, and you just kind of see what happens. And it's it's fun to see which direction it's going to go. Um, and uh, by the way, walking over here, 
I just ate breakfast. He still can't resist hot dogs. Of out course here. not. Especially well, th- this guy, Al's gourmet sausage, right over there is unbelievable. I prefer Joe's, and not because he intimidates me with his, uh, would you look at the size of this one? I'm like, all right, I get it. You're bigger than me. All right, whatever. But I prefer Joe's, and every t- and i got to have cream cheese. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you do the cream cheese? Nowhere I, else in the country do they do cream cheese. I don't. I, I, you've you've, you've, stum- you've stumbled into a hot dog. Hold on, but he stumbled into a hot dog question here right now. Uh-oh, here we go. Go I, ahead, I, I want to know, what about ketchup on a hot dog? Would you ever try that? Personally, I don't like ketchup. Okay. I'm not a ketchup. You do like ketchup? I do like ketchup. Puck feels it's an affront against American dignity if you put ketchup on a hot dog. Listen, I think we should lock you up and throw you away. And listen, we, we is Gitmo still open? <laughs> <laughs> is it still open? It's still For open, For liking right? ketchup? Huh? For ketchup? liking? No, no, no. no. no Here's, it's a rule. There's a, there's a hard, and the National Hot Dog Association weighed in on this about a, about a week ago. 12, you're 12 and younger? Ketchup all you want. My kids, my kids do keg stands of ketchup. Okay. Okay, that's fine. When you're over 12, no more ketchup. On a hot dog. On a hot dog. Yeah. All right. We've, we've graduated to a, a fine mustard, maybe some kraut, maybe some other condiments. Has the crickets taken off here? The, the oh, crickets eating at, at, this, at, at the, the stadium? I'd say uh, no, and I don't know if they're doing them this year. I, they certainly aren't marketing know. it a whole lot. I, I mean, oh, I'm I saw. I was at a game. I was at a game. I saw, I saw a family have them. I just, I, I'm not sitting at the ball game at any point today thinking, you know what sounds great is a basket of bugs. That just does not sound good to me. There's, there's burgers, there's hot dogs, there's pizza, there's, there's fish, there's, there's, there's Philly cheesesteaks, there's liquor. Lots of liquor. Lots of liquor. Oh, liquor galore. A bag of bugs doesn't sound good to me. I, I, maybe I'm in the minority here. Well, try with some ketchup. It's, it was a weird uh, <laughs> headline-grabbing thing that I, I just I couldn't understand. By the way, I just want to point out that you've been talking oh. since I came in here about the uh, there's a waiter here that's been intimidating you. Yeah. You Animal feel Lector. like he's uh, steely-eyed. I just noticed um, he's wearing fingerless gloves. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot about there's, him. There's to like. so much going on, Craig. That it's. I want to know. On one hand, it's he's wearing like a surgical glove too. When he shook your hand, did you feel anything? Did you see a vision? Did you? I, I saw. I did see a vision of him eating my heart over you know over a bottle of Merlot. Yes. Did he? Did he? Did he? Said, did his eyes look through you? And did he say, <laughs> after the game, you're going to get in a car accident. Something terrible is going to happen to you. <laughs> In the eighth inning, one of these hot dogs you just got from across the street is going to hit you hard. And whatever's about to happen, you're going to want to leave the stadium. You want to get in your car. You're not sure if you're going to make it. And right over the bridge. Yes, On the 99, something terrible is going to happen in your pants. By the way, all of that. Um, I know that, uh, and you guys have been very public about this, yeah. this lineup that you have right now, between the two of you is a temporary thing. Right? That's right. Castano has let everybody know, I don't want to stay here. I'm just having fun. Yeah. The because, work release. Because somebody, and it's a rumor, somebody huge in Seattle sports history right. is about to come in. That's yes. right. That's I want correct. to make a prediction. Okay. Uh, it would be a terrible idea, but Sean Kemp. Yes? No? I'd love it. Yeah? Okay. I agree, man. It would be a great radio. Yeah, maybe awesome. he is. Maybe he's the it guy. It could be Sean Kemp. It I don't know. It yeah, maybe him. Yeah. Can we do a quick preview of what that show is? Yes. <laughs> yes. Ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Sports Radio 950 KJR presents Puck and the Rain Man. Hi, everybody. This is Sean. This is actually my Brad Garrett impression. Hi, everybody. This is Sean Kemp. Hello, Raymond. 
Was that, was that terrible? <laughs> it's my Brad Garrett. I can't do. I can't do a shot. I, I, I usually get the Rain Man confused with Brad Garrett. I mean, they're similar. Uh, and I can uh, also bring in your first guest of the day. Uh, let's do this again. Uh, Rain Man um, and first guest is Gary Payton. All right. Okay. So can we do another introduction? Ladies this and gentlemen, joining Puck and the Rain Man now, it's legendary NBA All-Star and Hall of Famer Gary Payton. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I am here with Puck. And here's my guest. I want to introduce Gary Payton. Hey, everybody. This is Gary Payton. That's sexy as hell. All right, that's my Tracy Morgan impression. <laughs> I can't actually do specific impressions of Seattle sports athletes, so what I do is I repurpose all my impressions of Brad Garrett and and. Um, but I love Tracy, Tracy Morgan. I love Tracy Morgan doing Gary Payton. <laughs> well, I, I, I got to be honest. The first time I ever heard you on the radio, I think, you were doing Tracy Morgan, and, and, and I was like, I was like I didn't know it was you. I'm like, is this really? Because it's hey, it was funny, and every joke ended with him getting somebody pregnant and, and meeting at the van, and, and oh, it was God. it was just fantastic. Yeah, and which he it's him in real life in New York, <laughs> uh, in New York uh, for years. Uh, this is just back when he was on Saturday Night Live. He was known as a Saturday Night Live cast member. Anytime Tracy Morgan would be in a social circle with you and some oh. other comedians, there's always one comedian that would turn to you and go. You ever try to talk to that guy? Like, there's always there's always a mystery. Like, what's up with that guy? I don't I, I, I don't I've, get him. I've tried to talk to him, and the first time I met him, I used to write for Weekend Update, and uh, I I saw him in the hallway, and uh, I go, Hey, Tracy, um, my name is Craig Gass. I'm a stand-up comedian. Um, I write for Colin down the hall, and I just want to tell you, I think you're the funniest guy on the show. And he goes, Yeah, that's crazy. And I go, Yeah. And he goes, So you a stand-up comedian? And I go, Yeah. And he goes, What you doing next Friday? And I go. Next Friday? He goes, next Friday! And I go, I don't, I don't know. What am I doing next Friday? He goes, you're going to open up for me at the New York Comedy Club. And I was like, oh, my God. That, is that okay? I would love to do that. Yes, I'll be there Friday night. I'll, and then I had nothing going on in my life back then. So it was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be opening for Tracy Morgan. I go to the club. I do my set. I walk off stage. Tracy's at the bar. And he says, hey, Craig, what you drinking? And I go, oh, uh... Can I have a Corona? And he goes, sure, you can have a Corona. So how do you like this? And I go, how do I like this club? And he goes, no, how you like stand-up comedy? And I go, I love, I'm, I'm head over heels in love with comedy. And he goes, you got to be like Bruce Lee in the six-foot kick. And I go, what? And he goes, <laughs> you don't know about Bruce Lee in the six-foot kick? They say when Bruce Lee kick you, you go back six feet. <laughs> That's why when people are like, Tracy, how you living? I'm like, I'm six foot kicking it. <laughs> you got to six foot kick your way through life. That's the way you got to approach. And he physically got nose to nose with me oh. and spit was flying out of his mouth into my eyeball. And I go, I don't know what you're talking about. And that is every experience that comedians have had with Tracy Morgan. Certifiably. I wonder if he's like that when he goes to a restaurant. It's like sitting there having dinner and, order, and ordering like drinks and, and, and food. It's like fancy New York he's restaurant. Just, he, he's always speaking... In euphemisms, um, there's a legend that when Tina Fey approached Tracy and said, Tracy, um, and she very carefully said, I don't know if you'd be interested in doing this, but I'm thinking of developing a show where you would play a character. It was just all about Tracy Morgan. Right. But she pitched it to him like, um, there's a character I think you'd be really great for. Uh, his name is Tracy Jordan. And um, he's, <laughs> a, he's a TV star. And America loves him. America loves Tracy Jordan. But what America doesn't know is that Tracy is insane. Like, certifiably, 
nuts. The character. Uh, the character is. Yeah. So would you be interested in doing that? And he said, the legend was that he said, I can do that. I'm personal friends with Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> I used to mess around with Yoda's cousin. I used to live on Dagobah. I used to live on Dagobah. I used to mess around with Yoda's cousin. And it's like, okay, so you're in. Like, yeah, he's just, everywhere he goes, he just kind of speaks in euphemisms and he's kind of nuts and yeah, that's the show tonight and tomorrow night yep. is a lot of stories of people who I do impressions of, the um, uh, the stories of how they've, most of them have tried to meet me at some point. Really? Yeah. And it's who, has, who, some, has, who has tried to reach out? Again, Craig Ass is our, is our guest here, Lunch with Listeners, Live Here Jimmy's on First, a show tonight and tomorrow, Laughs Comedy Club, tickets available, only 20 bucks, so it's an easy, affordable ticket. 20 bucks, in advance, 25 at the door, okay. uh, but still a cheap ticket tonight and tomorrow at Laughs. Uh, and it's Dave Dennison's birthday, I just found out. The owner of the club, it's his birthday. Oh, there right? you go. So, well, that'll be um, fun. And uh, the one guy that Gastineau loves to hear about, I did an impression of this guy on the Howard Stern show where I would interrupt music guests uh, all the time as this celebrity uh-huh. who was a rock star. And that celebrity got so upset about it, he got on a plane, flew to New York, and he confronted me live on the air. <laughs> Gene Simmons from Kiss. And Gastineau has this amazing story that he actually saw Kiss open for Uriah Heep. It's true. In Indianapolis. Summer, <laughs> summer of 75. You, uh, hear, you, you will love this story. Uh, we're, this is the summer of 75 when I see this show. So years and years and years later, a couple of years ago, I'm paying off an auction thing that we did where the, the top bidder got to have dinner with Mike McCready of Pearl Jam and oh Duff McKagan. Oh, my God. So we're down. We're over at Anthony's Pier 66 having a great dinner, and, the, and the, the winners are cool. They're very excited to meet these guys, and they're peppering them with all kinds of questions. And... And I'm sitting there, and I'm kind of noticing that, that Duff and Mike haven't eaten yet because they've been answering all these questions. Okay. So finally, there's a little pause, and I kind of jump in. I go, so everybody having a good time, huh? This is fantastic. You guys enjoy your food here. And I start here. I'll ask a couple of questions of the winners okay, while they, to let them eat. Yeah. So they start eating. Okay. And, and I said, yeah, yeah that's fine. I said, you know, I, I like doing the crowds. We're all music fans. It's talking about like one of the coolest first concert experiences. I had, a, I had a concert experience. I said, I saw, everybody remember Uriah Heep? I saw Uriah Heep in 1975, <laughs> and you would never in a million years guess who opened for him. Duff's got a mouthful of salmon. He's like, Chris. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you know that? How? He goes, everybody knows that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Duff, I ran into in Winnipeg. Uh, I was doing a show in Winnipeg last year, and I timed it. I book all my shows around the country, around Mariners well, that's and what, Seahawks. That's what Gas was saying. How can you? How can you physically? I mean, how can you do? How can you make a living doing like, that. If, yeah. if you that takes you to, to Winnipeg, well, if you don't care about being famous, then you can do whatever you want. <laughs> that's true. Yes. Uh, so, uh, and my once the the door opened to where I could make my schedule and go anywhere I wanted, it hit me. Where are the Seahawks playing? Where are the Mariners playing? Yeah. I'll book shows and catch them. Uh, I'm performing in Chicago next week because the Mariners are in Chicago this week. I'm going to be in. <laughs> but Chief. you didn't grow. But you didn't grow up here. Like, no, I'm from New York. From New York, but, and then moved to where? Arizona. Uh, to Arizona, where there was no professional sports at the time. There okay. was the Diamondbacks weren't there. The Cardinals weren't there. And then I moved to Seattle, and I was back with professional sports. When, again. when, when was that? Uh, I moved here in 1993. 
Okay. And so I started going to games at the Kingdom, and New York sports fans. The really great time for Seahawks football. Oh, yeah. it was, yeah. it was, it was <laughs> I mean, horrifying. You came in right in the heyday of Hogs football. But I fell in love with the team because they were so terrible. They were yeah. such a sad little team. Um, the Kingdom, it was people were giving away tickets. Yeah. People would compete with each other. You'd see a group of people with, with tickets in their hands, up in the air, and you'd walk up and go, how much for a ticket? Somebody would go, 50. Give me 40. Give me 30. Give me 30. And then one person would go, here, buy me a King Beer. Just put it in your hand. Put it in your oh, hand. I love the King Beer. Buy, buy me a King Beer. I trust you. I trust you. Just buy me a King Beer. Can and we bring the in. King Beer back? Yeah. And with the, with the, when they would, if you didn't drink it fast enough, it's going to fall through the cup. Oh, that's that right. Plastic, the wax that, cups. The wax yeah. cup was oh my God, just I forgot glorious. about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I drank a lot of warm beers in oh, those cups. Oh, it's the best. I miss the kingdom. I want it back. I'll be honest with you. These two stadiums are fabulous, but I'd kill for the kingdom. I had a long period of time where I, I wrestled with enjoying Safeco because I missed the kingdom oh, so much until I, I went to the Metrodome and realized, well, uh, maybe yeah. the kingdom was pretty crappy and I just didn't realize <laughs> it because the Metrodome was, was terrible. But, yeah, I've been booking all my shows. Um, it, it's, um, I was a New York sports fan. That, that was my birthright. I was born in New York, 10 miles from Yankee Stadium, and I just remember going to a game at 8 years old and looking at my mom and saying, this stadium is loaded with a-holes. I was eight. I was eight years old. And I just recognized that you, this is just a little unnecessary to treat people the way they were treating fans of other teams in that stadium. And I just made a very grown-up decision and said, if my team winning means that all these a-holes are going to be happy, then I'm out. And by the way, more adults should do that uh, in today's society. When you see that things are going in a direction that is just not the right thing to do. Yeah. You got to make a decision and go, you know what? I'm going to stand up and say this is not cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we just you need we need more people like that, but it's it was just something that I I I rooted for players. I didn't root for teams. I wanted to find my own teams that nobody cared about. And when I got to Seattle, I found two teams that nobody cared about, <laughs> the Mariners and the Seahawks. And so I've been a diehard fan ever since. But I was in Winnipeg, I book shows around Mariner games, Seahawks games and concerts. I'm in Winnipeg and uh, because Guns N' Roses is in Winnipeg. And I want to go see Guns N' Roses. And then um, Duff came out to a open mic comedy show that I was performing at the <laughs> night before Guns N' Roses performed. And Duff, and, uh, Duff loves corny jokes. Uh, he, he is the uh, king really? of one-liners. Like dad jokes. Dad jokes. And I'll walk into it every time. And he, I guess he was getting ready to go for a motorcycle ride. And he texted me before he got on his motorcycle. And he said, oh, man, did you hear about in San Diego, everybody's cell phones are dying? And I went, They're... and I texted him back. I said, they are? And I was like, all oh, the cell phones are turning off? What? And I, I, I turned on the news, and there's, no, there's nothing on CNN. There's nothing on Fox News. I Googled cell phone San Diego. There's nothing. On, and I'm like, wait a minute. What is, go is, there, is it like a terrorist thing? Is it like, and then all of a sudden it hit me. I went, oh. The Chargers are gone. That is the dumbest joke I've ever heard. <laughs> he, he's the king of telling you a joke that you get the next day. <laughs> the, the, the Chargers. The point of the joke is to laugh. The, the Chargers yeah, are gone. Yeah, yeah, and, and he would not respond to my text messages oh. saying, wait a minute, I can't find anything. What do you mean all the cell phones are dying? I can't find I'm looking oh. at I'm searching. Yeah. He's the, <laughs> it was one of the funniest. The fact that I was able to piece it together, I was very proud of that. So we were talking about him earlier, and I don't know if you saw who's here having lunch today. Who? Well, uh, hello. It is me, Gene. Gene Simmons of Kiss. I'm, I'm here at Jimmy's having lunch, and <laughs> I see these guys sitting over here, and I wanted to come over. You're having your little laughs and your frivolities, and, uh, and, and 
I'm almost 70. Forgive me. Is it Craig or Greg? I never can keep your name straight. It's Craig Gass. Hey, Greg, it's good to see you again. And Paul I wanted, Stanley is I here, too. To, well, you know, we all think you're very funny. I think you're funny. <laughs> Paul thinks you're funny. Ace doesn't know what week it is, and we're not speaking to Peter this week. But everybody in KISS thinks you're funny. But, you know, while you're out here telling your stories and making fun of me, I, I love KISS fans, money, and so at KISSonline.com, we've got products that are making the world better for KISS fans. We've got, I don't know if you know this, a toilet seat now. When you sit down, it plays Deuce. And, and, and then that, that's $79.95. For another $100, you get flash pots to put on the tank, and they go off, and it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. But I, I just wanted to come by and say it, it's funny to hear you. Um, I'm going to be in Dubuque this weekend delivering the Gene Simmons Vault experience. Is and that right? Delivering whatever else needs to be delivered in Dubuque, and I think you know what I mean. Uh, and, and so we'll be out working for KissOnline.com while you're telling your funny jokes at giggles or laughs or whatever it is. And, and I'd stay and talk longer, but I've got Black Diamond Club seats today at the Mariners game, so I've, I've got to go across the street. It's Gene Simmons, KissOnline.com, and Greg, it's always good to see you. All right, I have to now tell what do you, you think? Now what do you think? Now he was very nervous about it. I, really? Yeah, he was extremely I, nervous I have been to be able to do that. I've been practicing that monologue he, for a week. He's been in the mirror, in the shower, the whole thing. I can't tell you how flattered I am. To, no. Well, first of all, to be on the air with you, number one. <laughs> uh, and number two, to have you do an impression of one of my impressions back to me is so cool. I, look, be honest, any good at all? Tell us a little I like it's great. It's all you have to do is sell stuff. Right, and that, that's and and here's the thing with with Gene, and no disrespect, you do so many great uh, voices. You do stuff for for shows and everything. I'm never going to do that. Gene's voice, I don't think is it's a, you can kind of get into it. Nope. Somebody kinda gave easy. me some advice a long time ago and said, uh, if you want to learn how to do Gene Simmons, watch Benjamin Netanyahu speak. It's the same voice. <laughs> Hi, this is Benjamin Netanyahu from Kiss. <laughs> And if you go to GISSonline.com, you'll see the Israeli peace process live on a webcam for twenty nine ninety five. It's it's all the same stuff. You're right. You're Can you right. believe they don't have a toilet seat that plays Deuce when you sit down? Because oh, wouldn't that be man. the greatest KISS toilet seat ever? I've said things in front of him where I just said, uh, I've said, uh, you know, right now, if you go to KISSonline.com right now, you'll see a, a groundbreaking innovation called the KISS cash cap. Okay, <laughs> what is the Kiss Cash Cap? Well, it's twenty nine ninety five. You log on to the Kiss online, and then click on my on my codpiece. Go straight to the Kiss Cash Cap. Now, you've just paid twenty nine ninety five. What are you going to see? It's a live web feed of me counting your money. Isn't that amazing? It works on so many levels. Uh, I'm counting your money. You're paying me you're more paying money, it, oh. and I'm counting it. Oh, it's God unbelievable. Bless, yeah. God bless and you. And Gene oh, will God. come up to me and go, you know, I can do that. I can actually. <laughs> right, yeah. I filmed an episode of his TV show, Gene Simmons Family Jewels, at his house. And when I walked in, he was a little nervous because... I don't know. I think he had a misunderstanding of who I am. I think he thought I was going to do something to make him look foolish, and but I'm a fan. Right, right. right. And I'm not that kind of person, yeah. you know? And I, I walked in, and he said, Now, what are you going to do? <laughs> what, are, are you going to make fun of me today? What's your plan? I said, No, I just I just hang out. Yeah, yeah. I go, You know what? Can I tell you what would be a perfect day for me? Yeah. I want to hang out and tell you jokes. And then I want to know... Uh, some of your favorite jokes. If we could do that today, that would be a perfect day for me. And he said, you want to hear a joke? And I said, <laughs> sure. And he told me a joke 
that he took five minutes doing this joke. I can, I can break it down to three sentences. A guy dies, he goes to heaven. St. Peter is giving him a tour of heaven. They open up a door, and there's Gene Simmons sitting in a giant <laughs> throne. And this guy says to St. Peter, what's Gene Simmons doing here? And St. Peter says, that's not Gene Simmons. That's God. <laughs> he just thinks he's Gene Simmons. And I went, oh, my God, i got to get the hell out of this house. Oh, my God, this is terrible. <laughs> Scared the hell out of Like, I'm going to be struck down right now standing next oh, to this guy. Oh, that's but great. It's a healthy mix of ego and a sense of humor about yourself with a lot more ego. By the way, right, right. when I was at his house... Before I left, uh, we went into a production van to leave his property, and the production guys, I hear them on the radio, and they go, yeah, we got, yeah, the comedian's with us. You want us to send him back? All right, we'll send him back. Hey, Craig, uh, Gene Simmons needs to talk to you alone before you leave. And I go, I go, let's just, let's just tell him I'm gone. Let's just go. And then they, <laughs> and they say, get out of here. no, they, they know that you're here. They know you're in the driveway. You need to go back in. Gene wants you to meet him in front of the Kiss Museum. There's a Kiss Museum in his house. In his house. <laughs> so I go back inside his house, and I go outside the Kiss Museum. There's a couple tables filled with Kiss merchandise. And he said, would you like some parting gifts? Do you want, <laughs> what do you wear? Are you extra large? you want some t-shirts? And I go, oh, my God, I would love that. And he goes, do you like boxers? I have <laughs> boxers. We have comic books. And I go, whatever you'd like yeah. to give me, I would be happy. And he goes, all right, let me get a bag. Whoosh. And he pulls out a Kiss shopping. He's got a logo, <laughs> a Kiss logo. He starts filling it up. Uh, and then I see that he has baby clothes uh, oh as part Lord. of the merchandise. Of course he does. Why wouldn't you? And I said, uh, Gene, uh, quick question. This isn't for me, um, but my friend Mike McCready, uh, or I said my friend Mike, who plays guitar for Pearl Jam, is a huge Kiss fan. So he just had a baby. It's not for me, but it's, it's for my friend Mike. Is it okay if I uh, grab one of those for Mike? And he said, is that Mike McCready? And I said, it is. He's a, he's a good friend of mine, and he loves you. He's a big fan of yours. And he goes, you can have two. Go ahead. And I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I put the two onesies in there. And gave, yeah, but it, it was, um, it's kind of surreal to uh, do impressions of people who you love and have them kind of show up at a show oh, or show up at a, at a gig. And, and Gene uh, started coming to my shows. And uh, the first time he came to a show was at Caroline's, and he invited me to a strip club afterwards. And I said, uh, can I – and my friends who are huge Kiss fans, they were like, dude. And I go, can I bring – yes, whoever is a friend of yours is a friend of mine. I go, oh, my God. <laughs> and then he said, yeah, meet me at this strip club. I go to the strip club, and Gene is a rock star. As soon as he walks in – the record stops, and they start playing Kiss. They start yeah, playing Dr. Love. Sure. Yeah. He sits down on a couch, and all the strippers are coming to him, and I'm, I'm just sitting on the end of the couch just kind of cheering him on like a loser, like, hey, go get him and be a man because I can't be one. I'm here too. Yeah, and then at one point, he sees me looking pathetic on the end of the couch, and then he says, he goes, hold on one second, and he says to the stripper, do you like stand-up comedy? You do. Great. <laughs> Because this gentleman right here is the gentleman who does the impression of me. Isn't that something? And the stripper looked at me and I go, what's going on? And she went, nothing. And I went, that's about right. That's about right. That's about right. Greg Ash, you can catch him tonight and also tomorrow. Uh, tickets, uh, $25 at the door, $20 advance right now. Uh, you're playing at the Laughs Comedy Club. 
Greg, appreciate it. It was great to meet you. Absolutely. Go to getgas.com for the link to that and all the social media. Get gas with two S's. Or go to Last Comedy Club and come see me tonight and tomorrow. All right, Greg. Great to see you. I got to do radio with gas to know. Great to see you. We'll be back. Jimmy's on first. Now back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950, KJR. Uh, Puck and Gas here live over Jimmy's on first. Uh, Folks starting to file out here and get ready to get over to the old ball game, which uh, starts here momentarily. We'll head on over there. We'll nice and lubed up before we get into that game. Uh, Thanks to Craig Gas, the uh, comedian, for joining us there in the last, what, 25 minutes. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed it and laughed. You can catch uh, Craig tonight. And then also on Friday, so tickets right now are $20 and $25 at the door. Laughs Comedy Club, uh, formerly uh, Giggles. And uh, if you're like me, it was Jiggles. <laughs> That's right. Back I, in the day. You know, here's the thing. I always have a list of questions. I've listened to him do a lot of interviews. And yeah. this is the first time I've actually interviewed him. I've got like 20 other things I want to ask him. Because he's, a, yeah, again, he's done Voices well, he's for voice, Family yeah. Guy. Voices for American Dad. He's been on Sex in the City. He was what's there? Was he Miranda's boyfriend? Is that who he was on Sex in the City? Uh, a long yeah, I time ago. No, when, when, you know, when you brought that up, I can't remember. Because I watched the show. I mean, I love the show. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. He was in there. Okay. You know, like I said, he's, he's, it's, it's remarkable. And you know, you know the interesting thing about Craig, some people know, maybe not. You know, how do you get to do these voices? How how did that become a thing? He grew up in a his mom and his dad and I believe his sister were deaf and didn't talk. So his only conversation as a kid was talking to the TV and mimicking the voices that he heard. Unbelievable. Really? And, and that's what yeah, that's wow. what he has he has turned his life into that that's coming a from a, a family that just didn't there was no sound wow. in his house. As he grew huh. up, except that he would have the TV on to be entertained, huh. so he would impersonate everything he heard on the TV because that's the conversations he was that's having. Unbelievable! Isn't that amazing. Uh, that's that's insane. Yeah. Um, God, we were going to talk about the the Jake Locker story. Uh, I, I I think it's worth a, it. We're, we're not have a ton of time here. The worth a read. Uh, Greg Bishop wrote it for Sports Illustrated, and we we loosely touched on it. I promise we'd get back to it. I, I guess the gist of the Jake Locker story. Uh, would be that he did for Sports Illustrated is that he he walked away from football. Uh, and it says the title is why Jake Locker walked away from football and why he doesn't miss it. He and lost the fire in his he belly. He lost the fire of it, and I think anytime anyone loses the fire in something, and they, they just you know listen, I'm I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. So I, I commend Jake Locker. I know there probably was some jokes when he did it and and why he walked away and all of that. But you know if you don't if you're not into something, why why keep doing it? If it, if it doesn't <laughs> scratch you your itch anymore, then then walk away. I think there's a lot of players that probably still play. Because it's their, it's become their identity, and nothing, not one thing, should ever define who you are. He described it in the article. He said football had become my addiction. Yeah, I was addicted to because I need to burn that out of my life because I didn't like it as much anymore. Yeah. You know, and you think to yourself, how much money he left on the table? But he, he did fine with the one contract that he did he's been have. Playing since he's probably what six. Yeah, yeah. He just got tired of it, and and he. he he was a little, it sounds like he was a little overwhelmed with how he was viewed as this savior of the Husky program. That that, you know, that you, not everybody's cut out this, to do it. And it amazes me that it doesn't happen man. more often across all sports. That guys don't just say, you know what, I'm done. I just don't want to do this anymore. You know, and, and, and even his day and age. I mean, this is why you've got to be careful when your fans in the media, you know, the whole savior thing, the, you know, Montlake Jake and all that, but just for anybody, you know, be cautious with a Jacob Eason. Just let the guy play, you know, yeah, or let anybody yeah. play. Just right. let, you know, whoever it is. I mean, you get infatuated by a 15-year-old. 
because I mean, he can throw and hit and run, you know just the let because there's a lot of pressure on these guys and then eventually you have to uh, you, you try and live up to it. it it's why I'll tie it back into tonight I wanted to talk about say we didn't get to it, the overreaction in sports because I love overreaction in sports the overreaction in game one between Cleveland and Indiana was Cleveland's done. LeBron's done. Right. The whole thing's off. Right. You know, I, I listen to the radio. It's the worst constructed roster I've ever seen. Okay, it's not, but that's fine. It's a better roster now than they had before. The guy made all the trades. And then what does LeBron do yesterday? He comes out, guns a-blazing, and did, tears him down. Did you see the first quarter? It was unbelievable. I'm watching the first quarter, and I'm obviously watching it from, the fan, from a Pacer fan perspective, he, but I'm watching it, and but, I'm laughing because I'm thinking of the conversation we have all the time of the people that go, oh, the NBA just didn't any good anymore, and oh, I'm like, God. You go watch the first quarter of that game, and you tell me this guy isn't one of the great superstars in the history of this game because he basically said, hop on board, boys, and, and I'll take you there. It's unbelievable. I, I don't know what category. I'll say this. I mean, Jordan, just because I'm young, and this is the, I love. It's the old, we'll save this for like June 15th when it's really slow. Jordan or LeBron, who do you want? Right. I think it's always unfair to LeBron because it's, it's, you're being compared to the greatest of all time, and it's, it's hard to ever live up to that. I'll say this, though, where he's beat Jordan. He didn't have to go with the scrutiny. Jordan didn't have this. He didn't have Twitter. He didn't have right, Facebook. Right, right. He didn't have 24-hour news channels. I mean, well, I mean, it, it was there, but it's not like it is now. It's not, you know, talking heads, debating back and forth, right. you know, all this kind of stuff. And the guy was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and it's just delivered. Delivered, delivered, delivered. And I, I'll bring it back to Locker is that what makes it so impressive what – LeBron has been able to do is he's had to go through all that, and he's come out to be, listen, there's no argument. They're the two greatest basketball players of all time, in my opinion, are Jordan and LeBron. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, it drops off for me. But, right, right. And and for, but, you know, Locker is just, he didn't, wasn't for him anymore. I, I'd add Magic and Kareem, yeah. and again, we're all, but, but again, sure. in that level is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, then that's where LeBron is, and this idea that, uh, I mean, what he did last night was unbelievable. And then the Pacers, the gutty, gritty, blue and gold, yeah. and Nate McMillan come roaring back and, and, and had their chances. You know, they just didn't. You know, it's funny. It's, it's so typical. Fans are fans everywhere. And all, all my buddies back in Indiana are like, oh, the referees, the referees. I'm like, you know, going four of 21 from three-point range doesn't help, you know. But, boy, maybe did Victor Eladipo get a good look at that shot. Yeah. My yeah, God. Yeah, yeah he, he did. That, I don't think the Cavaliers played the pick and roll uh, the best there. No, on that last shot, but I, I just had a feeling. I mean, it's easy to say, oh, I knew this was going to happen. We talked about it, and so I, you can go back to the tape. I had a pretty good feeling you'd see something like that from LeBron last night. Yeah, and and that and that's fine. And now we go to Indianapolis for games three there and four. There you go. We, wow. we go. we go back to the to the field house, and we'll see how things are, are doing for Cleveland after that. You got Sixers heat tonight. You got the Blazers and Pelicans tonight. Blazers have got to get a win. Uh, and then the uh, Warriors and the Spurs, the storyline in that one, Greg Popovich will not be uh, with the Spurs tonight, his wife passing away yesterday, so he is not going to be coaching uh, the Spurs there in Game 3. We'll take a break. Uh, we'll get you set for the Ian Frenesho, the mayor of Maple Valley, joins us next. Oh, back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950, KJR. Uh, radio extravaganza. Our thanks to uh, Nick Vincent who joined the program today, Curtis Crabtree, and uh, comedian uh, Craig Gass. And again, if you want to uh, check out to Craig, he's got a uh, show tonight and then also tomorrow, Laughs Comedy Club over there in over there in Roosevelt. Uh, the former former Giggles. 
or as I like to call it, Jiggles, because it was Jiggles was a great club. <laughs> it was. I'm not sure if there's another show in the world that had Nick Vincent, Curtis Crabtree, and Craig Gaster there, and then puts it all together with a Canadian in Ian Furness, who is uh, he's, he's he's happy today because it's uh, NFL schedule release day. He likes it more than anyone, and then he's upset today because it, no more. Smokeless tobacco inside Safeco Field. <laughs> yeah, all those things. <laughs> all those Are you things. a big schedule release guy? I, I don't even. I don't know if we ever discussed uh, this on the show. I think we did, I'm but sure we did. I. You know what? I, I'm. I guess I'm. I'm curious about a couple dates, and that's only for selfish and personal reasons. As far as the rest of it, I don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get to being curious, but they could just release it. They could just announce. Here's the press release. Here are all the game instead oh, of turning yes. it into a two-hour show. It's, well, and the best thing is, is both net. You know, the NFL Network's going to cover it, and then ESPN's. They're both doing their two-hour shows, and Love and it. you know, I mean, we're all over the schedule. And yeah, I remember when it just came out. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was fun when it just <laughs> came out, and you didn't know who they were playing. Well, and, and you didn't know. And the best thing was, remember, it used to just come out like randomly, like on a Wednesday afternoon. Right. It yeah. just came out. Hey, we don't. We're not going to give you any warning. And now it's yeah it's it's it, it's the NFL man they they it doesn't matter if the ratings decrease or not people still care I wonder and and this is a topic for probably another day and not for the little few minutes we've got here to discuss but I look at the NFL I sometimes wonder if the little and I want to emphasize the little downtick in ratings and popularity it's not a it's not a calamity yet and. Uh, if any of that is tied uh, uh, into the fact that, as I said, they're, they're like an annoying relative who never goes away. Leave me alone <laughs> for a few months. How can I miss you if you never go away? And that you know, the NFL, to their credit, they have built things like this into news stories that people cover and talk. Hell, we've talked about it all day, and 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 it's uh, it's interesting. It's uh, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, I don't. The, the ratings. I just have a hard time wondering what they mean anymore because there's such a a difference in terms of how we consume television. Right. Right. right yeah. You know. I mean, whether it's you know cutting the cable cord or watching on Dish or Direct or on your phone or what have you, or there's some of us that have watched have cable and try to watch stuff on our phone and double overtime goes out in the middle of it on my phone. That was good. They care. They do, boy. They sure care, don't they, over there? Um, but they, uh, but yeah. I mean, it's just we, we, we really, we don't. How do, how we watch stuff is so different, you know. I mean, it used to be, you know, if you had like a one rating, you would get fired in television. You know, now if we get a if we get a one in news, we're jumping, doing, uh, we're going crazy. I know, know? <laughs> I know, it's an unfair question to you, but I, I threw it out earlier this morning. I was just curious. I, maybe it was last night. The, so it's unfair to ask you because you're dipping into both. Right. But what are you watching more, the NBA playoffs or the NHL playoffs? And I know you because you're just you're going back and forth. You're I'm flipping. I'm so back and forth, yeah. Buck. I mean, like last night, I was I was way back and forth. You know, yeah. I mean, I I was grinding through my Utah Jazz. It's <laughs> unbelievable. It's a feeling oh. that I never thought I would ever experience. Now I get it because yeah. who they're playing, right? But my God, it's it is weird that I am grinding over the Jazz to I win. I I just I can't stand that team. I I mean, right. I cannot stand Oklahoma City oh, and, and it, everything about it. And it's fun. It we're ten years removed. Uh, and I never hate will them. go away. I hate them even more today than I did ten years ago. When Carmelo Anthony fired that three from the right wing, which I think would have given the leader tie it with under two, I said, "Thank you. Shoot as much as you possibly can because you're awful. Well, you're so bad." When he when he hit a three in the third quarter and did his little you know point oh, to the God. sky in his head, and I th- 
I'm cussing about what a loser you are. I mean, my wife's going, what is your problem? And I just said, I said, this guy hasn't won blank, and I screw him. I'm just, I'm losing my mind, and I just. I uh. wish I would have heard, and I should have done it. I don't know why I didn't do it. I wanted to hear Locke's call maybe at the end, because I wonder if he just threw something in there. Take that, Bennett, you son of a bitch. Because Locke really has a personal gripe there for, for, you know, obvious reasons. They ran him off. Hey, Ian, not my imagination, I don't think. NHL first round is not delivered yet. We haven't had the great no. series. And, and usually you get eight first round series. Like the NBA, there's three of them right now that are really compelling. NHL, we haven't seen it yet. No. We may still, but not yet. Well, I mean, you have, I mean, you have two sweeps already, right, in the Western Conference right. in Anaheim getting swept and uh, the Kings getting swept by San Jose and, and Vegas respectively. And Philadelphia, Pittsburgh's a complete mismatch. It's, it's been very strange so far. It's been the opposite of what it normally is. We're actually, you know, one thing I'm going to do today, guys, at, at uh, 2 o'clock, Lawrence Gilman's going to join me, and he is the former assistant GM in Vancouver with the Canucks, but more importantly, he was the guy that worked with the NHL, with the league office, to design the expansion draft rules and how they put together the expansion, all the expansion. So basically how Vegas put together their team, he came up with the rules. And there's a lot of thought about, well, Seattle's going to come in and win a Stanley Cup in 2021. I, I think every GM in the league learned a lesson. I wouldn't be too surprised if it's going to be a little bit more of a struggle for us. We'll talk to him today and then also do our Seahawks draft preview coming up. I want you to chew on something for tomorrow because I wanted to bring yeah. this up tomorrow. Yeah. Is it? Don't answer. Is it good for the sport of hockey, for the NHL, if Vegas wins a Stanley Cup this year? Well, we'll I, discuss tomorrow. I want you to, I want you to think about it because I want you to weigh on that tomorrow. You know? All right, have a great show. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Tony Softly would join us at 11 o'clock. Lunch with listeners and his puckish schmuck at 1230. The mayor of Maple Valley coming up next. No shirt, no shoes, no ties. Anybody like to smoke some punk? I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to love you. But you were born to rub me first. What do you need my address for? We'd like to send out a mailer. Mother of mercy!